world where trivia games are played on a podcast. One man reigns supreme and chooses the movie. While the loser must face his... Punishment episode. Punishment spoilers. How does it work, Mr. Subway Sandwich? Just, just tell me more. Just, just Jared's fine. Call you Jared? Okay, sure. Uh, just ten sandwiches a day. To me, that that seems too much. Almost like a job. I couldn't do that. I don't need that many. No. Okay. Okay. Here's the situation. You're here. There's not a subway in sight. You're at a steakhouse like this. What do you eat? What do you eat? I eat, I eat other things. Oh, you do. You do. I knew you were cheating. That's why there's so much goo left on you. I miss the old Jared. The 400-pound Jared that scared us. I don't miss that one at all. Well, I'm sure you don't, but if he was around, he'd be with me and not with the two hookers. <laughs> There's a plethora of cameos in Jack and Jill, but we get a rare occurrence from the sandwich bastard himself, Jared Fogel. <laughs> this is spoilers. The Hello. pride of Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Wait, Jared's yep. from Indiana? Hey, Bloomington, yeah. Unfortunately. He went to school at IU. Oh, no. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I happened to lose Josh's uh, horrendous trivia game that took seven fucking episodes to complete and in the end wasn't even totally accurate. So I uh, was cursed with having to host this punishment episode of Jack and Jill, which was chosen by Stevie. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? We'll start with you and we'll work our way... After that, we'll go east to east after Stevie because he chose this movie. Did you watch the movie? And who is your favorite cameo? Okay, so I did watch the movie uh, because I like to honor... If I'm going to pick a punishment movie, I like to watch it. Same like I did with Antichrist. It, it was horrifying to watch, but you got to love the K, you know, the K uh, Jewelers commercial at the beginning. But my favorite... Uh, Cameo in this, oh boy, man, oh man! I can't say Al Pacino because he's like actually one of the stars. He's a big part. Man, was a skinny Bill Romanowski in this movie? Yeah, yeah, I'd say him, just because of how unrecognizable he looked for like twenty seconds uh, during the birthday scene or whatever. Yeah, that in a couple yeah. couple different scenes, but yeah, yeah, I'd say Bill Romanowski. Uh, Corey? What's my name? Dunkachino. Dunkachino. Simi Valley, California. Corey here. None of the cameos are great or good, but I guess Johnny Depp, he's wearing a Justin Bieber oh, shirt. That is a good shirt. one. Yeah, and it's, it's not funny, but I get it, you know? I, I liked his cameo. I think that was yeah, probably one of too. my favorite ones. Uh, Pap? Yeah, this is Pappy. We're coming from Louisville, Colorado. I almost took the ring from Stevie, but an impressive feat by him to two Pete, and almost an even more impressive feat 
by you, Mikey, to double golem. <laughs> we'll have to see. Well, that's uh, what happens when Josh does trivia, so it's just hey! inaccurate every yeah. time. We should have stopped the count when I was the ring bearer. That's <laughs> a bunch of fraudulent points came in after that. But my favorite cameo by far was Dan Patrick. He's probably one of my favorite broadcasters of all time. I've listened to so much Dan Patrick. But I'll also say, uh, funny Jared Fogle story, years before he was arrested, I had a friend who worked at that subway, and he told me a story that the reason Jared got so skinny, because he, like, he lived above a subway, and that was yeah. like Jared's subway. But the reason he got so skinny is he was stalking a girl across campus who worked at a different <laughs> subway. So he would walk across campus. And, like This was like years before he got like uh, caught with all that CP. So. You know, oh, where there's smoke, yeah. there's fire. Sometimes. When you say girl, do you mean... I, I, I understood it to be a Subway employee from the story. Okay, the time, so 16 but... plus. Okay. You know, damn, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, this is like 2009. Like when I heard this story, I was like, that's fucking crazy. Like to add more fuel to that fire, I literally lived like two houses down from that subway, the, the one subway. that he used. Yeah, Nasty and right subway. across the street from my apartment was uh like a preschool. Oh man. So maybe it was a child. I don't, who's oh, God. He's in jail now, so he's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> who's next? Josh? This is Josh from Goshen, Indiana. I have Jared Fogel stuff too. My brother-in-law used to work at that subway, the Jared subway in Bloomington. And the rumor when I was on campus at IU, like probably like five or six years before he got, uh, he pled guilty is that he was known for like carrying a binder full of DVDs of porn to sell to students. Because it was like kind of like hmm. pre X videos or whatever. <laughs> so, what a cool guy! Yeah, but He's apparently, he, even with his success, he kept going down that rabbit hole. Anyway, back to Jack and Jill. Um, my favorite cameo, I'll I'll just give it to Tim Meadows because he had to feel so terrible that it <laughs> he he asks if they're fraternal or identical twins, and it's a girl and a boy. It's just. The worst question. A am I right, Brett? Yeah. It's kind of an easy joke, I guess. And they didn't even like follow through with it. No, it just makes Tim Meadows look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my favorite like cameo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett? Uh, this is Brett recording from Fort Wayne. Uh, yeah, I did watch the movie. Uh, I I'll go with Johnny Depp. I liked him. I thought he felt like easily the most natural cameo. We'll we'll get to that scene, but uh, I think that's probably the hardest I laughed in the movie. Uh, just when it zooms in on the big screen in Staples Center, dude, uh, it's so like funny. Al Pacino, <laughs> <laughs> undercover. Uh, that was I thought what was was a pretty good joke. Uh, so it seems like they should have had Jack Nicholson, right? Because he did that movie with Adam Sandler. You'd think they're kind of like buddy buddy or something, anger management. And he's always at a Laker game. I don't know. There's already a, too many jacks in this movie. There's only room for this one. This is also probably oh, yeah. around the time his dementia started to hit. Mikey, I wanted to be honest about like that I did laugh during this movie. So I wrote I wrote down every time I burst out laughing, and it was four times, and that was one of them. 
I just love it. I want, I want to keep a disguise. Don't want people to recognize. <laughs> <laughs> and then the zoom in. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's just going to zoom in on Johnny Depp, and the camera makes yeah. like a quick move to the right. Nope, all the way in on Al's face. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say this is the the worst uh, attempt at a comedy movie I've ever seen. I've never seen worse uh, supposed comedy movies. Yeah, Evil Dead um, too. Uh, give it up, Brad. Wow. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, find a new slant. <laughs> uh, but the movie starts with a bunch of twins who are just kind of like talking through their experiences of growing up as twins. And it really has like nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Uh, they don't come <laughs> into play at all. <laughs> uh, but it just goes to show that twins are uh an abomination to nature uh they all have really creepy energy uh they're, <laughs> they're, they're all definitely hooked they've up got really kids, weird right? relationships and i don't know pap what did you think of uh this intro with all these twins they're act are they're acting right like it's not like a documentary are those real people i i i got that it was real people animatronic i didn't some of them are actors are like the blonde twins the girls yeah where I looked them up, yeah. they've been in other stuff. They've been in like Suburbicon and other movies. So most of them are <laughs> twins in real life, like Larry and David yeah. Sontag, for instance. But they're like acting, like they're not like actually talking about their real life experiences. I, I think Kylo's right that they're like like Chuck E. Cheese animatronic twin robot type. Thing. That makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, they seem odd. Weird sure. energy is a good way to describe it. <laughs> it reminded me of being. A kid and watching like uh interesting like nature video or something I actually really enjoyed and found myself glued during the intro and outro because they do this again at the end just like this random kind of warm gray setting and two people i don't know it pappy they do kind of set it up as, they're definitely as, acting it's as if it were a documentary that's what makes it so fucking stupid though like either have <laughs> real people or don't they're like why yeah because it doesn't, it doesn't really come into play at all later in the movie. I uh, think the movie thinks it's way more charming than it is right. to have that. Yeah. That is, I mean, it's so fucking stupid. It's like, you know, twins exist, right? Some of them are very different. Some of them are similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I guess I would say, like, they all, like, for the most part, have pretty positive relationships with each other. And then, like, the antithesis to this is Jack and Joe don't have the greatest relationship. They don't keep in touch as much as these twins that we see in the beginning do um but they're like kind of talking about like the weird languages that they make up together and all the stuff that they did growing up adam stanley movies are just covered in small montages of like fart and piss jokes <laughs> disgusting <laughs> shit uh happening and then there's like this uh little montage in the intro of just like the twins growing up together um, Jack is like getting armpit hair and then Jill walks through with Gross. much bushier uh, armpit hair. She's just like a completely disgusting, vile human being. <laughs> and she's kind of like always stepping on his toes in certain situations and just kind of like, I don't know. She seems overbearing for uh, the intro montage that we get. We fast forward to Los Angeles. We get our... Uh, First look at Jack, who is an ad exec, and he's like directing a Pepto-Bismol ad. Stevie, 
a big time Notre Dame guy here. Who is it and what's he doing? R.I.P. to Regis Philbin. Uh, yeah, he's filming a Pepto-Bismol, uh, Pepto-Bismol commercial and um, he's angry that the uh, prop has the funnier lines than he does. Uh, seems like the very uh, weird thing to be angry about, but yeah. Um, also, is it kind of detrimental to Adam Sandler's character to be super wealthy? Like, it's hard for me to sympathize with a guy that literally has a mansion in Los Angeles and has an annoying sister. But 200 people are going to lose their jobs. Yeah, he's worried about his employees. He doesn't care. He never brings them up once outside of that. <laughs> I know. It's so disingenuous. <laughs> he does it at least twice. And it's more like Pepto-abysmal, am I right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you're supposed to, like, sympathize with him. He's almost more like Ace Ventura, where he's just on a mission. I think Jill is the... Oh. No. The sympathetic character. Jill Josh is Ace Ventura. Well, the thing is, people liked, like, it's crazy. Most of the people in the movie like Jill. He's, like, the only one who, like, really can't... Well, obviously, oh, whatever, Norm MacDonald's character, Buster, or whatever his <laughs> name was. Fun Bucket? There we go, Fun Bucket. People like Jill as a friend. They're also disgusted by her because she is a disgusting person. Uh... But they're not, like, put off by her the way, like, Jack is put off by her. Uh, because she's kind of, I don't know, just been, like, overbearing. She wants to do this twin thing all of the time. She wants to talk in this weird twin language. And Jack is, like, kind of trying to put that behind him and, like, be an adult. Not do weird shit uh, in front of other people. Um, I don't know. She just is, like, really trying to force this issue and... And like, I don't, do twin stuff, all, the weirdest twin stuff, all the time around him. Like cuddle. Yeah. Ugh. Like, come on, you're 45 years old or whatever, cuddling on a couch. It's just weird. With a sibling, I mean, that's that's some shit, man. She like cock blocks him earlier in that montage too. There's like more weird energy going on <laughs> between the two. <laughs> yeah. Unrequited love, I think, is. What we're supposed to take away Some from Some Lannister that. shit is what we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to take away. Well, yeah, I, I guess that's like the inciting incident is that this is... We get the, the mention of Al Pacino doing this Dunkachino ad. And Al Pacino is going to take away the ad from Sandler, who was just going to do just like a standard Dunkin' Donuts ad or something. He wasn't going to be involved in Sandler's plan for this advertisement. I don't know. This is like also an intro to one of the Sandman's buddies uh, that's in every movie that he's in. Nick Swartzen has some funny lines here, I feel like. Just yeah, kind of almost shooting himself in the foot with everything he's saying about Jill and uh, Adam Sandler. is like, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, we eventually get Jill. She uh, ends up coming over for Thanksgiving and Josh, uh, how does this Thanksgiving dinner go? She after she flies in to LA. Uh yeah. So Jill pops in, and she's just like not wasting any time laying all of her emotions out on the table <laughs> and being the first one to talk about every sore subject that could 
possibly be brought up. She like pushes everyone to the limit and then I think she's the one that ends up storming off at the end, which is kind of typical for her. Um, yeah, it's just a very like uncomfortable meet the Fockers sort of awkward <laughs> energy here. Hard, hard to watch. Very hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, she's got like no social skills almost. Um, she's... This is where punishment movie really is literal, very punishing here. Uh, well, there's also a homeless man who is for some reason at this table. I think, uh, Katie Holmes's parents in the movie, I don't know, find him off the street or something and invite him to dinner for some reason. And that's another one of Adam Sandler's friends. He's in all of his movies. I can't, he's the guy from grandma's boy. Alan Covert. I love Alan Covert. Yeah. And he plays a homeless guy who shows up for a couple, a couple of scenes throughout the movie. And she just makes him feel really uncomfortable. I with Pokey and your father with Pagogo. We had our own secret language. <laughs> Ook magadodo, Pagogo. I have no idea what those words mean, nor have I ever known what those words meant. You do know what they mean, and you're lying right now. Ook magadodo means I love you. Bangi means thank you. Clapper means left. Hey, do you remember what Laki Maki Coco means? Mm, what does this mean again? Jack, don't. It means I can't stand you being here. This is really awkward. I'm going to go. Dessert is coming. I'm full. He's probably the same in-universe character as the homeless guy in uh, (laughs) Happy Gilmore. Oh, I was going (laughs) to say that. Yeah. You know, like, is this before, after Happy's success, you wonder? Did he go back to homelessness? (laughs) It really makes you think. The extended universe of that guy. There's just... I don't know. We get like more intros into Sandler's family. He's got uh, two kids. Both of them are pretty weird. One of them just tape shit to his body all the time. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything really. It's not really. There's a couple more gags throughout the movie involving that. but So when I look at Alan Covert on uh, Jack and Jill, his name is Otto. And if you look at Happy Gilmore, his name in Happy Gilmore is Otto. Oh. So extended universe. Uh, I'm sorry to wow. say it, but he definitely got money and then... Lost it all? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to steal the Stevie question, but it's an obvious one. Put it yeah. all on red. <laughs> Mikey, it's your punishment movie. How, how did you feel about Adam Sandler as Jill, the performance? Uh... I don't know why he's doing like a Marge Simpson impression impression. Uh, I, I don't know if he's ever heard a woman talk. <laughs> I love how nice we are to this homeless man, a person we don't even know. That's good. She's just got like a really grating voice and it's, I don't know. Other than that, <laughs> she's, it's just Adam Sandler in a dress. It's not really any, he's not really trying to be feminine in any way. There's no. He does this thing where he, he pulls voices from his albums. I would say, I think it, he was going for like a stereotypical Jewish woman, New York Jewish woman that he knew, like you said, used in his, his albums, his earlier albums and stuff like that. So probably reminds him a little bit of his mom or something, Stan and Judy or whatever her name was. Yeah, I, I had his albums back in the day. That track that this voice is from was uh, Do It For Your Mama, which was a skit where he was like 
playing the mom and he sounded exactly like Jill. I'll do it for your mama. But the joke in that, he's constantly telling everyone to jerk off. Like he's saying, come on, whip out your cock and balls and rub one out. Man, I've got, I listened to that a thousand times. <laughs> you got a nice schlong, why don't you stroke it? Yeah, yeah, so good. All right, well, that's an edit point. <laughs> well, I didn't write it. Yeah. Big edit it. point. Whatever, F you guys. You I'm said out. it. I, th- I thought you didn't cuss <laughs> on the podcast, Brett. That was dirty language. Josh? I was wondering if you thought this would be a better movie if they just maybe ponied up for an actress and maybe used some prosthetics to make her look more like Adam Sandler. And like, like why does he need to be the female twin that aren't identical? That's my huge question to this movie. Like, why run with this gimmick? Uh, well, if you're going to do that, why make the movie? Nobody looks like Adam Sandler, Josh. No woman looks like Adam Sandler. <laughs> and God, God forbid her if she does. <laughs> you know, there's that like Illuminati conspiracy theory that actors that are controlled by the Illuminati, they have to dress up like a woman at some point in a movie or in a show or something. What? Wow. I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, it's like some crazy conspiracy theory thing. Has Tom Cruise done that? He's not an Illuminati. Wait, who's, he's in Scientology. Who's, 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 it's a oh, different right, thing. right. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Jay Z dress up as a woman, so I don't. I don't. I. I, I would uh, fact check that, Corey. Oh, it's uh, a conspiracy theory. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Holds no water. Yeah. Uh, the top Google result for a woman who looks like uh, Adam Sandler is a young Sarah Jessica Parker. And I must say, her resemblance to Jill is quite stunning, actually. It's <laughs> hey, remarkable. She's a handsome woman. Uh, I'm trying to see here. I'm looking at the IMDb. I obviously took no notes because this movie wasn't worth trying too hard for. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least you watched uh, it this time. I, I watched it all all of the Punishment movies. Um, uh, Antichrist was iffy at best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this whole movie is just like montages. It's all just fart piss jokes. So, I mean, there's not like even really too much of a story here. We'll just go to the next montage of... Uh, <laughs> Jill wants to has this list of all this shit that she wants to do while she's in LA to just annoy the shit out of Jack, and one of them is just like, go on game shows. And one of them's The Price Is Right. I thought this part was funny where she just knocks herself out <laughs> when she's uh, spinning the wheel. One of the funniest uh, parts she, of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Got a genuine laugh uh, out of this guy. She breaks the legs of a pony. <laughs> yeah, it's just more montage bullshit. Uh, and it lasts for like 15 minutes, so the movie moves at a clip. It's only 90 minutes long. Um, she says she's going to leave after Hanukkah. It's Thanksgiving right now. Uh, she has an open-ended ticket, so it's like she can leave whenever she wants, and she just keeps delaying it and giving Jack anxiety because he wants her gone as soon as possible. And to kind of fill that that void of uh, time there that she's going to be hanging around Jack wants her to try online dating and her first online date is with Norm McDonald who goes by what name Stevie? Fun Bucket Cum Bucket? Uh, That sounds (laughs) fine Whoa, edit point 
Corey, how does that go? How does that date go? Uh, well, he does a smart thing and just walks the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> fun Bucket is not having fun on this date because Jill is the worst. It's just so weird, man. Like, <laughs> I was trying to think of like how this was written. And I, it's what if someone had a twin and they're just the most annoying possible person, which isn't a really fun thing to watch. And it certainly isn't funny. Uh, but Norm MacDonald does leave. And of course, she's very sad about that. We do eventually find Norm MacDonald hiding in the bathroom on the, the ceiling or whatever, but... <laughs> one of my four LOLs. That reveal oh, that was, was one hilarious. Of them? With him just hanging up there with the pan like up. Spider-Man. And you know he's like kind of too old to actually be like hanging up there for very long, so I wonder how they did that practically. <laughs> there is more CGI in this movie than I expected. <laughs> they have to use CGI just to get Norm MacDonald like kind of upside down basically <laughs> i mean was the date that bad really she's just awkward i don't know i think he's just more off put by her appearance because she is horrifying to look at she is, <laughs> is adam sandler with a wig on uh yeah he's kind of a jerk he just kind of ditches her she comes back home all sad um jack he's continuing to to freak out about this Al Pacino Duncacino thing. His uh, way to make Jill feel feel better is to take her to a Lakers game. I don't know why he thinks that would make her feel better. Uh, she doesn't really care about the game when they get there. But Brett, how does that situation go? What happens when they meet Al Pacino? Uh, he just goes up to him and talks to him. I don't know. I thought the popcorn joke, him calling him popcorn was pretty funny, actually. Um, I don't know. It, <laughs> he's trying to be incognito and Al Pacino just gets completely enamored by Jill who doesn't really know who he is. That's pretty much that. I mean, it's just him kind of primally going after her cause he's obsessed that she's from the Bronx or wherever they're from. That's like <laughs> his only, that that's the one thing he's connected with her on. And he's like obsessed with that. She's from the Bronx. I, it doesn't even, he doesn't even seem like he's, uh, infatuated with her looks or anything. It's just like, she's from the Bronx. We have all of this stuff in common because we both grew up in the Bronx. And I don't know if that's a big, big selling point for a lot of people here on how you meet your partners in real life. But uh, <laughs> it's apparently a really big thing with Al Pacino just to be from the same area. She can really swing a stickball bat. That's what he's into. <laughs> yeah. They have the same butcher or something and he's just all about it there's not a cameo by kobe but he's in the movie kobe r.i.p it, it really made me happy to see that lakers team like that particular lakers team that was my shit man i saw bynum and gasol yeah. and kobe on the court that did make me happy yeah, they were good and pacino sends over like a foot-long hot dog with a very elaborate message spelled out in in mustard uh with like his phone number on it it's just like call me and his phone number, and Jack sees this as an opportunity. Delivered by Chris Farley's brother. Oh, is it? He's in all of Adam Sandler's movies. He's usually super creepy. Sorry. Mort the hot dog oh, vendor, cool. John Farley. Jack sees this as an opportunity to like get close to Pacino uh, because he now realizes that he's got a thing for Jill, and he's going to try to exploit that uh, to get closer to to him and get this ad going. Mikey, 
I imagine you didn't like this movie at all, right? I didn't hate it. It wasn't the worst movie I've seen. How amazing was um, Al Pacino in this movie, though? I think it's amazing that he's in this movie. I, <laughs> right. I mean, he must have just been really bored. I think he I was amazing just in it. Like, talk about... He's really... He's going for he's it. He's really going for it. There's a moment uh, after he breaks into Adam Sandler's home, which is one of the funniest <laughs> parts. And he's like, how'd you get over the fence? Um, when he's in Jill's bedroom... And he kind of grabs Adam Sandler and shakes him, and he gives him these crazy eyes. Like those are the same eyes he gave in in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. So think about it. He gave the same level of commitment to that movie Attica! that he did to this movie. Attica! Like what an actor! What an what a picture! I think the scene where he's uh, acting in the Shakespeare play and he's on the phone was like I was like I thought that was hilarious. He's just a great actor. He does the Godfather. Yeah, he's going for it big time. Yeah. He's like, come on, Bruce. He's like Bruce Jenner. Get, that is... He has Kurt Russell's uh, Christmas Chronicle vibes here. Like, how many different lines did they, like, rip off the Godfather and just, like, unashamedly, I guess? <laughs> A lot during the uh, Don Cacino commercial. <laughs> it's like, I knew it was you. Yeah, it was good. Brett, you saw Godfather Part 2 finally? Are you kidding me? I've seen it a bunch of times. I just like the first one a lot more. Ah, uh, gotcha. How do you feel about part three, Brett? It, I mean, it's underrated. Probably it's just bad compared. It's oh. bad. It's bad compared to the other two. I, I think as a standalone movie, you know, he got, they got screwed though. Like Tom, one of the Tom Hagen was supposed to be a big character in that, and he like bailed. So they had to like change everything, the whole story. So no, I don't 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 say I'm one of those. I'm just saying as a standalone movie, it's not the worst thing in the world. Just compared to one and two, it's bad. Is it better than Jack and Jill? No. It's... <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, it's better, but I laugh more than this movie, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I'd rather watch this movie than Godfather Part 3. That's probably true. You know, I, I, I'm I, probably with you there. Mikey, how often were you laughing in this movie? I feel like this movie's got to get yeses. I'm getting really cranky about <laughs> it as the time draws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... Pap, have you ever seen Just Go With It? Uh, I don't think so. What a picture. That movie is hilarious. That's another like stupid Adam Sandler movie no, with uh, Jennifer Aniston. But that movie is actually funny. I think that's like, a couple steps underneath this movie. But I feel like the parts that I'm laughing at and Just Go With It are just as funny as the parts I'm laughing at in this movie. So, Pap, you haven't seen it? No, I, I don't like Adam Sandler. It's Dan I, I, Patrick's biggest role. He actually has a role me, in that movie. That tempts and me. Dave Matthews. And Thanks, Dave Wallers. Matthews. Yes to Dan Patrick, no to Dave Matthews. Flip that, Sorry, flip that for me. <laughs> they have a birthday party where it's a surprise birthday party. They go to like Morton's Steakhouse or something. And I don't Do you think Pacino's being weird? He seems like he's being nice for the most part to me. I don't know. He gets a little touchy-feely. With the stickball thing? She makes her wishes pretty well known that she's not into him. And he still pursues. He says, I can smell horny across the seas. (laughs) 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 Yeah, later on, he gets real weird. But uh, Quick quick thing. Do you guys think it's unusual that he is playing himself and making himself look bad? 
think he got paid probably about $20 million for this movie, so probably not. <laughs> Sandler got $20 million for it. Doesn't he look like he's just having fun smearing his own name? Like, the most fun of anyone? He does look like he's having the most fun of anyone. You're right about that. He gave an interview. I'm guessing it was about this movie saying sometimes he likes being in really bad movies to see if his acting can overcome it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing it was about this one. He got a Razzie. He got a Razzie for this movie? Yeah. So this movie, if IMDb is to be believed, uh, swept the Razzies that year with every category going to this movie. I don't think he deserves that. Like this is like when, uh, what's his name, got it for it's Pat, it, or there's some other movie that, that happened. Like uh, Jack, he's one of the best parts of this movie, Al Pacino. Like he saves the the movie, and so he makes it fairly watchable. <laughs> yeah, if anybody should have got it. Should have been Sandler. Oh, he got one too. Oh, he did. Uh, That's great. <laughs> <laughs> for best female and male performance. <laughs> Uh, we're introduced to the guard gardener Felipe, who's got like a bunch of uh, self-deprecating Mexican jokes. Um, there's just a lot of race jokes in this movie that I found very odd. Uh, some directed at the very small Indian kid, who I don't even know if he knows the context of some of these jokes, but he's just laughing and smiling along, smiling along with them. Felipe, the gardener, is mentioning a bunch of stuff about like crossing the border and like eating eating tacos and <laughs> blah 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 a bunch of really kind of slightly offensive stuff yeah i mean I there's like about 10 minutes of it this is like a <laughs> big part of the movie that's just like border crossing jokes and spicy food jokes with some slapstick yeah. like pepper why hair. why why have that in the movie <laughs> i don't understand what well, it's just the lowest form of comedy and they're like not even funny jokes but we get There's... some moments out of it. We get the when Jill goes full and glorious bastards on that grandma's face with the pinata stick. That grandma looked like sh- the grandma from Coco. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Grandma Coco? <laughs> Sorry, Josh. No, you know that scene where the bear Jew just clubs the Nazi with, to death in the head? The baseball bat? Just looked like and they that. Shove- a bunch of uh, like jalapenos in the grandma's mouth to like revive her or something. Funny. Of course, <laughs> she needed jalapenos. Like Popeye needs spinach or something. That's pretty funny. What? They were so proud of the makeup work they did on whoever that was to play the grandma. Cause... It was the same guy who played the gardener. Okay. Yeah, the filmmakers were into that because there's a lot of close-ups of that. I thought it was just going to be a one-off at the beginning of the scene, <laughs> like we just see her for a moment, but. Uh, no, nothing they, to be proud of with that makeup. She's pretty horrifying looking, unless that's what they were going for. Yeah, I did yeah. not like looking at her at all. <laughs> Just to continue Felipe's kind of plot point here, he he has like a real date with Jill. He takes her and he meets his family, and they like play soccer, a v- very stereotypical stuff. But part of it at the end, there's there's a couple of these reoccurring jokes, but one of them happens here, and it's one of the guys after she scores the winning goal. They're lifting her up on their shoulders, and he, like, peeks under her dress, and he, yeah, like, yeah. pays a dude $10 because, yeah, it is a girl. And, like, someone mentioned earlier, there's kind of, like, a sheen where everyone likes Jill except Adam Sandler's character, and, like, 
doesn't seem like anyone should. But there's also the scene that like, yeah, she's actually a woman. But why are there these little moments that are like... Yeah, that was out of place. Like, unless it was just because she was so dominated. Maybe it's just because she dominated soccer so much. Like, because that was to me, that was like one of the only, if not the only, joke like that, right? Wasn't there like one or two? I guess the kid asked her if if she liked boys or something like that early on. But honestly, Josh, I saw it the way Brett saw it. I thought it was that she was just so dominant at soccer. They were like, "Is that really a woman?" Type thing. I didn't even think about it. Like in an "It's Pat" type joke way. Because yeah, the movie doesn't really go there. At all, I don't think, other than that. I don't know. I'm kind of siding with Josh. I Nobody, like, mentions that they're confused by Jill. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that one scene just kind, kind of, of stuck, stuck out. out. Norm MacDonald's and, reaction kind of hints at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't he have true. seen her picture? It was Craigslist. It was the casual hookups. <laughs> But I thought he said anybody who wants to hook up with her, go see Manilo something on whatever. I thought that's what that was, but I guess not. I, I don't know, Josh. I think you bring up a good point. Just, I don't, maybe it was left on the cutting room floor of more of those weird uh, gender jokes or whatever. I, I, I'm not sure what they were going for because it was just kind of like a one one off there. But um, they should have cut that one, and I'm glad they yeah, left that one out if they did. <laughs> it was no. just like I can't wait for the 4K Blu-ray Steelbook Special Extended Jack and Jill <laughs> edition with all of those jokes. <laughs> Criterion Collection. Uh, Al Pacino will never let that happen. There's. Sorry. Every copy must be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Felipe uh, is really pretty smitten with Jill. Uh, he tries to explain his feelings with her in the car. But lo and behold, there's more piss and shit jokes. Uh, that kind of prevents that from happening. She, Jill has never had Mexican food uh, growing up in the Bronx. I don't know how that happens. Um, there's... Lots of Hispanic food in New York City. Uh, she's... So much. There's like two million Hispanics <laughs> in New York City. It's crazy. Yeah. Unless they're saying that she didn't like f- uh, venture out. Maybe that's what yeah. they're saying. That doesn't I seem don't... like her though. She's so outgoing. That's true. I I don't know what they're trying to say with Jill. She's like, uh, she's semi closeted off because she's. Well, her mom recently died, I guess, and she's living alone by herself um and i guess she's kind of like been isolated for a a little bit of time or something from what we can gather she's been lonely uh because her only other family is jack who lives on the other side of the country i don't know she's never had mexican food it doesn't sit right with her before felipe can like express his feelings for jill she's like running off to go take a massive dump and uh she runs inside uh she's pretty upset that jack uh well i don't think she had talked to jack in some time but like she's upset about the whole pacino thing she's uh uh, upset that she just like messed this thing up with uh felipe she uh now is kind of being 
forced away from the family because Jack is trying to go on this trip on a cruise ship without her and he doesn't really want her to come along. So she's kind of like really feeling left out. And she kind of like forces her way onto this cruise ship um, along with Jack and Pacino has to be brought back into the movie. <laughs> so he is like just infatuated with Jill and the only way that Jack is going to let Jill on this cruise ship is if he can somehow find a way to bring them together so Jack can get more time with Pacino and Stevie how does he manage to do that on this cruise ship part of me I'm gonna get this later everybody yes or knows but instead of trying to convince Jill to do it because he feels like he'd be prostituting his sister out he decides to dress up like his sister and go on one of the creepiest dates yeah, I've ever I seen on like film. This. Uh, this was just <laughs> peculiar. Um, I, I don't. I, it, it's surprising that Pacino went along with the whole like really gropy, touchy feely stuff. But I'm guessing that was a different time. Uh, yeah, this was just weird. Um, I guess he. <laughs> I, I mean. Honestly, the one funny payoff joke we got out of it was Jill punching a dude through, like, two walls. <laughs> like, like I understand, like, the adjustment of the boobs. Like, that joke actually kind of is funny. It's a funny, like, fallback joke. But other than that, this was just creepy. He jumps into the bathroom to, like, dress up in Jill's clothes. All of them have massive pet stains on her because she's a massive, sweaty person. Another and masculine trait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If they if didn't already hammer that home here, enough. Yeah. Remember that scene where she's like weightlifting more than like the steroid guys? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> she's extremely powerful. But yeah, Jack comes out of the bathroom dressed as Jill, and his his plan is to get is to trick Pacino. I don't know he, if he's planning on ending up having sex with Pacino <laughs> or something. No, I, see what do I don't know it how, takes. how far he's willing to go to, yeah, to seal the oh deal God. on this Dunkachino thing. <laughs> but he gets airlifted off of the cruise ship as Jill by Pacino and they're like whisked away to a private castle or something on an island. And it's just like very dungeon-y. He's, I, I'm pretty sure Pacino is just speaking gibberish to his butler in like Italian or something not making any sort of legible sense and the, the butler is just kind of like nodding along and it just really escalates uh, after Jill calls Jack and she's like are you with Pacino and she's like keep talking in my voice if you're with Pacino so I know that like this whole this whole ploy to to come with for me to come with you on the cruise was just like a lie and she's like very upset when he's basically confirms that uh she's he's only doing it to get closer to pacino and it really kind of pops off there like pacino 
smashes Jill over the back with a, with the chair for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, he gets upset with her. He gets very uh, he was coming abusive. At her. I mean, it was Jack, obviously, but he was running at him with something, right? Something in his hand? Club or I don't know. I don't know. But still, they go they go there to domestic violence for some reason. And they play it off for like laughs because they're from the Bronx, I guess, and that's what they do. But this is Mikey also where they go just full season eight Game of Thrones, where <laughs> he takes her by hel- okay, Adam Sandler is taken by helicopter by Al Pacino away to like this private residence. And then when he decides he wants to leave the date, he flies back. You know, just taking flights off of a cruise ship. A lot of helicopters. Just, I'm taking the next flight off of this cruise ship, back to the Bronx, one way trip. This is kind of where like I got lost in the movie. I was like, that, that was weird. Uh, a lot of stuff just happened very quickly there. Um, but yeah, now it's like New Year's Eve, where Jill is back in the Bronx. She's at like a restaurant or bar that I guess everybody from their hometown goes to. And she's kind of like surrounded by everybody who's having like fun together. People from like their high school. Um, uh, Everybody is like in a couple or with a group of friends and she's feeling very left out. She's like sitting alone at a table with a picture of her mom or her parents or something. Uh, She's looking very sad. I would have rather just stayed home it and moped too sad i hated that it was way too sad i was like depressing I'm like that's legitimately <laughs> she's a dead her dead mom she's out by herself and like she's getting bullied still yeah it was a bad bad move by jill uh i think she could have <laughs> done literally anything else uh by herself and had more fun um and then in walks in jack with his family and he's and he's like, you're not alone. Uh, you're my, you're my best friend. You're my twin sister. Blah blah blah. They talk in their weird fucking twin language <laughs> to like confirm that the bond was never broken. He's just been like kind of so caught up in his own career and life and family that he just kind of put Jill on the back burner. And and then we get like a cat fight between David Spade dressed as a woman and Katie uh, <laughs> Holmes. Katie Holmes, yeah. Well, I guess he settled for second best because I dumped his sorry butt in high school. David Spade gets thrown through a door by Jill. Then in comes uh, Pacino one last time as like Don Quixote or something <laughs> with <laughs> with a lance, and he's like about ready to fight the ceiling fan. He, I guess, he set up. Uh, another date for Jill with Felipe. Uh, he's back at Jill's place or something. Uh, so he kind of like makes up for all of his creepiness by st- stopping pursuing after Jill and really just kind of um, paving the way for uh, Felipe. And I don't know if you can really like make up for like creepiness like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, this isn't like the ancient world where you can like burn a lamb to like rid yourself of your sins. <laughs> but but I will say like for a movie movie watching perspective, like seeing Al Pacino 
go off this course that seems like it can only end in murder or rape is really nice to see him just be goofy at the end and like you're kind of let off the hook thinking that something really bad is going to happen. Did anybody else feel that? Like just good to see him being goofy, not obsessed with Jill anymore. Yes. I was wondering how like writing wise they were going to end that. And uh, I guess I didn't see that coming. Him just being like, ah, fuck it. She didn't see Pacino like storming into Jack's house, like yelling and screaming. Where's Jill? Mm. She didn't see any of that shit. She didn't, see the obviously creepy private island epstein dungeon date or whatever (laughs) she didn't see any of that shit uh she just that was like the last interaction she had with pacino so he's not that bad in jill's eyes uh so i don't know who's to say this movie is not written very well um uh and then yeah uh she's we get the the last scene with Felipe there. Uh, they she like tackles him. Um, she asks him to convert to Judaism, and she goes, "Just kidding." One more, uh, one more hilarious knee slapper there, and then the very last scene is the Dunkin' Donuts commercial that Jack films with uh, Pacino. What's my name? Pacino. It's probably one of the highlights of the movie in terms of its like ridiculousness. Um, I was pretty checked out at that point. <laughs> I, I didn't like this movie very much at all. Uh, but like, it's just like what like he's rapping, right? Like, and he's talking about like kids, like it's marketing for like kids seven to seventeen will love the Doncachino. Like, I don't, I don't know. I in my letterbox review, I like this called this like an abomination of a movie. And someone I don't even know who it was like commented on it, but Dunkachino. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know. Stevie, you love the Dunkachino. Maybe I love the Dunkachino. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I think I love it more for the memes and the Twitter handle that does all different sorts of types of Dunkachinos. I think that's honestly <laughs> why I love it. Uh, he's dancing. He's rapping. He's got a, a little three-piece suit with Duncan logos <laughs> all over it. I mean, he's really going for it here in these last five minutes. The thing is, though, it's like it's like ironic, but you know, it's like it's an actual commercial for Dunkin' Donuts. You know what I mean? Like it's a literal, actual. They paid to do this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. funny and silly, I guess, but it's also just like the worst of movies at the same time like so cynical and anti-capitalism pappy that's me yeah classic the best part is al pacino's reaction which is i mean uh, this is probably goes without saying but the the audience's reaction to the movie when he's just like never show this to anyone destroy all copies like I had not laughed at this movie until that moment (laughs) i laughed out loud just making that connection takes you out of the movie for a split second and be like oh al pacino is not a totally insane person (laughs) in this movie well he is in some ways but like he is also like he also recognizes that this dunkachino thing is just absolutely fucking insane and like very 
dumb or whatever. So it is pretty funny to see that like commentary on him. So I thought that was like a fairly funny way to end a very bad movie. Um, is there any else? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Any any classic clips I may have skipped over in my haste? No. <laughs> okay. I got one. Uh, on this ship, there's like a moment that's supposed to be, I think, like endearing and maybe even cool, where Jack and Jill they do their like double Dutch jump rope, and uh, that is straight out of White Chicks. What they're doing. That's like the white chick scene where the the two white chicks are cool and they do the dance and everyone <laughs> gathers around and watches and it even has the same song. So that just just borrowing from that movie in my opinion and it was awful and the rope was CG. Yeah, Mikey, did we mention that uh, Jared, the subway guy, uh, criminal from Bloomington is in this and he's with whores? I thought that was a funny joke too, actually. He is with two young women. But not that young. Uh not that young. Uh but Sandler does while well, Jill does like tear him a new one in that scene. So it's almost like I don't know. She's like, I like the fat Jared better. I like the Jared <laughs> I don't know. She's really kind of like He's lost a bunch of weight at that point, but she's like, uh, I liked the more approachable fat Jared or something better. I I don't know. She's like, I don't know. What, what is even the point of that scene? Like, what? why is Jared Fogle in this movie? Well, just because he's done, I, I guess we're assuming that Jack has done commercials with Jared or something. He's the director. Wasn't Happy Gilmore also sponsored by Subway? Holy that's, shit. That's oh, it. It's a commercial. Yeah, it's... Another commercial for Subway. True, but is it also mirroring Otto, the homeless man's arc, with Jared being a piece of shit and then becoming skinny and then everyone figuring out he's still a piece of shit? See that mirrored arc? It's art. It rhymes. <laughs> that's some poetry. <laughs> I don't think that's it, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's that's all I have. I don't have anything else. Uh, there's obviously no trivia. There's only losers on this episode. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else you want to say before I toss it to Spoiler Man here? Yeah, we're not like doing yes or no's and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, we are. Oh, well, uh, Brett, why don't you go first? Oh wait, no, 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 that's not what I was saying. No. <laughs> go ahead, Brett. I was just going to mention someone who hasn't been mentioned in, like, really that much. And I, like, I love Katie Holmes. Uh, I love her in this movie. Um, this was, like, if it goes down to me liking this movie or not, it's mo- a lot of it is because of her. I, I don't know. I really like her. So I just wanted to say that. Love you, Katie. She escaped Scientology. Yeah, but not yet at this point. Really? Yeah, they got divorced. They didn't get divorced till 2012, but this is 2011, probably filmed in 2010, which I was actually surprised because he didn't really let her act much. I mean, that's why she wasn't in Dark Knight, I think. And also, no, did she wanted her... to do a different movie. That was dumb. Did her and Adam Sandler kiss at all in this movie? Like, embrace? Not that I remember. I don't think she was allowed to. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I, I'm 
like they were barely close to each other. They were sleeping in the same bed once. Um, but, you know, that's all I got. Hmm. Well, here's the thing that I heard about Katie Holmes and The Dark Knight. I heard that on the set of Batman Begins, the one that she was in, that Tom Cruise was a real problem on set. I believe it. And that's why she was not asked back to be in The Dark Knight, which was eventually like the downfall of her career, which is probably why she's in Jack and Joe. Mm. And probably why she's not embracing or showing any sort of affection towards Adam Sandler. So we can assume that Tom Cruise is probably also on set of this really fucked up weird movie. Just throwing that out there. Just a little extra IMDb trivia. Uh, that's not going to be on the website. Yeah, I'm um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Brett, why don't you start off with yes or no's? Why? Why me? What? Go for it. Why not you? What does it matter? You're going to have to go anyways. Just give it the yes, Brett. It was, I'm with Mikey. It like, wasn't the worst thing. I actually laughed. I, I was surprised at how many of the jokes actually worked for me. So, oh, man, I'm, this is typical me, but I'll give it the softest, softest yes I can give a movie. That's so embarrassing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I... I probably laughed. So I probably laughed. I probably laughed thirty times, which is thirty more times than I laughed during Evil Dead. Thirty times. Thirty. That didn't Brett, say the movie like, is only ninety minutes long. I didn't. I you didn't say from... like. It's just, I'm talking about from a uh, small little chuckle wow. to belly laugh. I'm, uh, How many laughs is that, or laughs is that like per minute or whatever? Uh, that's a very high that's amount. Like an airplane status. Fi- okay, fifteen pretty, times. Pretty decent ratio. Uh, Josh. Yeah, it's a no. Pretty big no. I, I'll agree with Brett in that it wasn't as tragic as I thought it would be. Uh, I really think there's a decent comedy in here if Jill is played by an actual actress. And yeah. there's like that whole meta aspect is taken out. I th- there's actually some funny gags in here. There's some time spent to make some things really funny. The only laugh that I had that we didn't cover was when the little Indian kid says, like, <laughs> Adam Sandler asks him, like, hey, what are you wearing right now? And, and he replies, what will you wear? In hell, dad. And <laughs> that was pretty decently funny. I wish I had known about the auto thing a little bit before the pod because I could have come up with some wild conspiracy Jafar is a good guy esque sort of theory about him, but I'll work on that. Why is Otto a bad guy? No, I just think there's more to Otto than the I sees, Stevie. I see, I see. <laughs> and that concludes my yes or no segment. Oh, Otto does have a pretty good pretty good uh scene where like the bird is in his two yeah. loaves of bread or whatever and he's like yeah. the bird flew on my bread or something he's about to eat a live parakeet or something Gosh, they show that parakeet covered in chocolate later too which is kind of a funny and image. drinking jack daniels Ugh. absolutely one animal was harmed in the man <laughs> of this movie <laughs> uh stevie 
Man, oh man. Um, where to begin? This is a hard no, dog. Uh, I love Pacino, and I love some Sandler movies, like Uncut Gems, just go with it. Wexler. Sandy Wexler, of course. Um, he has some real gems, but this is not one of them. I don't ever want to watch this movie again. And um, I still have the Dunkachino memes, but this is just the hardest of no's. <laughs> I want to I want to change my vote, by the way. No, Brett, I'm 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 so confused. What movie locked in as a yes. makes you like yeah. a Katie Holmes like ride or die? Oh, I liked uh, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Okay. That came out, I mean, that was like, it doesn't matter. I'd like to change my vote to a no. Wait, way, no, 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 Stevie, if you're done, uh, we can move on to Corey. You wouldn't last Pat. a day on the creek. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. First of all, before I start my yes or no, Josh, can you put up like an Instagram poll, uh, Evil Dead 2 or Jack and Jill, and just see which movie? Yeah, oh, I'm sure it'd be real I'm just, close. I'm just curious, but... <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Just a hard no. Like I, the basic premise of Adam Sandler's voice as a woman is just super grating to me. Um, it, it's almost yes. so bad it's good uh, at times because it's so wacky. Like I, I literally don't know what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, seeing Norm Macdonald spider manning to the ceiling like catches me off guard, so I laugh. But it's not particularly clever. It's probably like you know, shit tier, lowest tier Sandler. It's not. It's not the worst movie by far that we spoiled at all. Like I don't. It's I hate it's Pat way more than this movie. There's a lot way of way like, funnier than this for sure. Uh, a lot of similarities, like you know, androgyny, confusion, and gender <laughs> stuff, and sexual aggression. But yeah, this is just a just a hard no. Not a good movie. Corey. Yeah, this is Corey. It's Pat is a fucking masterpiece compared to this movie. <laughs> masterpiece. At least it has Kyle, who is crazy and is making out with a little doll. A bird saying, where were you, isn't funny. It's, it's like <laughs> it's a not. child wrote this. It's the most surface level jokes you could possibly think of. I tried while I was watching this to think of jokes worse than in this movie, and you can't. Being in a pool with like a jet ski and then like falling out, that's it's not funny. Anyway, this movie is not funny. I don't like it at all. Uh, but the very end, that self-aware... Dunkachino shit where he just looks at him and says destroy all copies that works for me just because everything before it was so bad and I have the same exact sentiment burn this <laughs> can I okay you talk, uh, Corey when you say surface level jokes are you talking about falling and saying my nuts and then pulling out nuts and uh, is that a banana in your pocket are those the surface level jokes you're talking about at least that had a joke at the end just pooping is not a joke Brett <laughs> Debatable. That wasn't one of the funny parts. Wow. I uh, really was not expecting Corey to be so off put by my punishment movie more than I am. Uh, Corey, it's Pat is a punishment movie to me more than this movie is. So I'm going to give this a soft no. Uh, I'm looking at the, the 25 worst movies of like. 2011 and just like number 25 this is on complex i don't know why i clicked on this is the top link but right off the bat twilight breaking dawn i think is probably a worse movie than this probably for me it would probably be a harder watch mm. to get through than this uh this is just stupid sandler uh he makes bad movies uh but there's usually a couple things you can laugh at throughout 
uh, or at least I can. Um, I found absolutely nothing redeeming from its pat, uh, uh, and I could actually laugh at jokes in Jack and Jill. So it's a bad movie. It's not great. Uh, I think it's insane that Al Pacino uh, was in this. Uh, absolutely fucking insane. Uh, he must have got paid a lot of money. Um, yeah. Uh, just, just want to say big fuck you to every Josh trivia that we ever do here. Uh, it's usually how I <laughs> end up posting these things uh, with his garbage trivia master skills yikes by the way i want it to be no this is a bad 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 movie i, I there's no Even arguing yes. that in my opinion i just thought there were enough jokes that made me uh enjoy it more than i didn't than i hated it i mean again it's it's undeniably bad in my opinion you gave it a yes and i would never say it's not better <laughs> you gave like, it a yes. evil dead evil dead 2 is way better i i, I like I just didn't laugh at that. I just didn't like Brett, it. Your yes is locked in. It's over. I, that's We're fine. Leaving the podcast now. It's over. <laughs> you said yes. The podcast is over. I'm talking to Spoiler Man now. I didn't want you to think that I thought it was a good movie. It's awful. It's a yes for you. We're putting up the Instagram poll. Yeah, it's going to so no, have all the yes. facts. Yeah. Lock the game. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler man, please take us away. <laughs> Brett can no longer hijack this pod and try to defend his yes. That was spoilers. Special thank you to our patrons. Matt Troll. Wow! Al Pacino! Brother Brian. It's not Al anymore! Druid King. It's Duck. Nick. Don't mind if I do. What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game. Dunkachino. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Carmel Swirl. I know it was you. Everyone wants my Dunkachino. Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Kids from 7 to 17 lining up for my Dunkachino. What's my name? Dunkachino. Dunkachino. That was spoilers.